In the Pits is partnered with YI Paintball. Paintball, there's nothing like it. On the field or off, it's not just a sport, it's a community. The people, our people, come from all over, with vastly different lives during the week. But come time for Paintball, we're one community, with a lot of stories about why. Follow YI Paintball on Instagram and meet the members of the Paintball community. Learn about how they started, what their journey has been, and their ultimate why. Why Paintball? What's your why? In the Pits is partnered with Pod Runners Union. Follow Pod Runners Union on Instagram to find strength in union and celebrate our sports pit crew. Send in photos to represent your union local and be featured. Stealing pods for undeserving teams. It's a living. In the Pits is partnered with Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Based in Austin and servicing the surrounding areas, these golden eagles will bring life to any event you are having, from birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, corporate events, or even a simple performance to enjoy. Guillermo Padilla, one of their trumpet players, is also a member of the Texas paintball scene. Visit them on Facebook and Instagram to check out some of their past performances, or give them a call to book them for your event today. In the Pits is partnered with Skull Monkeys Paintball. Equip, engage, excel. In the Pits is partnered with XTPL Events. The Extreme Tournament Paintball League is a series put on by the Lukau family of paintball fit fame that gives the opportunity for players to learn and grow together as a team. Three-man, Challengers and Champions X-Ball, Draft Mech X-Ball, and even Youth 3v3, there's something for everyone at XTPL. Not to mention prize tosses, raffles, and the infamous paintball munching contest. Events happen throughout the year, and the prizes never disappoint. Sign up for an XTPL event today on PB Leagues. In the Pits is partnered with Hydra. Designed by players, for players, you can outfit yourself in Hydra gear from head to toe. Have confidence that when you make a purchase from Hydra, you are purchasing a well-tested and well-thought-out product, trusted by several top teams, including first-place semi-pro team, paintballfit.com. I personally recommend their Hydra Black knee pads. Purchases over $100 receive free shipping. Head to hydra.fit to browse their selection and discover the Hydra mentality. In the Pits is partnered with Bem Wraps. Behind every mask is a unique and creative player. Tap into it when you order your next custom headpiece. Their Build-A-Band lets you communicate with them one-on-one to make your order just the way you want, all the way down to the color of the stitch. Check out their Instagram, at BEMRAPS, for drops and build videos of them working on orders. They offer very competitive pricing, so reach out today to get started on your own one-of-a-kind headpiece. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message Get That underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get That Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. 
Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at Paintball Kumite on Instagram. Welcome everyone to episode 65 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week we will have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we are going in the pits with Charles Dean, owner and operator of Max Sportswear. Charles, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Up here in Chicago, we were talking a second ago. I'm enjoying the weather. It's 63 degrees, and uh, I don't know what it's like in San Antonio this weekend, but... Uh, it's pretty hot. I think actually Tuesday, like either yesterday or today, was like the first day below 100 degrees. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's... I mean, we've been sitting at two months now in triple digits, and it has been brutal. I mean, the last Bunker Fest and the last USXBL were just ovens. Oh, yeah. And one of my friends on the Titans uh, was the guy that did the sports IVs. And yeah. he said that business was very good for him, to say the least, at that last event. He was he was set up next to me at the last Bunker Fest event, and I mean his chairs were full. But you know it was it was needed. I mean he probably saved some people from having heat stroke just by being there. So that's awesome that he's doing that. Yeah, I think he did over like a hundred and thirty IVs that weekend. Whereas the, wow. the one in May he did like I want to say like fifty, and he eclipsed that on the first day. Of yeah, Fest. easily, easily. I considered it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So let's let's get into it. So this one first question is brought to us by XTPL Events. Uh, for those listening that maybe don't know about you, how long have you been involved in the Texas paintball scene? Oh my gosh. Um, I guess involved with the scene since 1999. Um, you know, I'm from Houston originally. So, uh, you know, I played out there and uh, I started playing a little field called Paintball USA, which is now known as TXR Paintball Northwest of uh, Houston. And man, it was, uh, it was just instantly like my paintball family. Like I made instant friends and I loved it. And then I learned about, um, Daryl McNeil, the owner out there was, and he was just all about tournament paintball and he loved it. And I had no idea what it was. Got hooked up with a couple guys out there and I started playing, uh, just three man. And I remember back then, it's kind of funny that I do custom jerseys now because what I thought was cool was a, uh, a camo like BDU shirt and I had khakis and khakis were it like <laughs> you look super cool playing with khakis out there and not full camo. And, uh, I started playing three man and then quickly graduated into, into five man and, uh, jumped onto a different team. And in 2000, we actually wound up winning the, uh, the PMI rookie division championship, which was a super cool feeling like coming into the sport. And, um, shortly after that in 2001 was my first year going to world cup. Um, 2000 was also the year I was exposed to scenario paintball. And I, I got to play this 24 hour scenario game that Viper paintball produced at the time. It was at, uh, paintball USA, which is how I kind of found out about it. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try this scenario paintball. 
And the theme was StarCraft. And if you don't know what Scenario Painful is, it's um, it's kind of like it's it's a lot of role playing. It's 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 um, that game I think had, man, I think it was almost a two thousand player game. Three different sides that are battling each other on about almost a hundred acres at that time. And I fell in love with that too. So I wound up doing both scenario paintball and tournament for years and um, just kind of progressed through the scene and, and through the tournament scene. Um, I, I kind of bowed out of the sport around 2005 ish. I think um, I was playing with a team called the rollers and amateur, which I guess now that would be like division division two division one. We just played five man in Texas, but it was cool because it was an open division is what we played. So I got to play against like Texas Storm. I even I used to play against Colt Roberts, who plays with X Factor. And then when when Storm wasn't playing, he would jump on rollers and I got to play with him, which was a lot of fun because back then, you know, he was just as badass as he is now. And um, and just he was a lot of fun to play with. So we got to play against some really high level paintball players and um I took a few years off. I had, you know, kids that were young. They're all grown now. But at the time, I realized if I wanted to keep progressing in the sport, like I had to travel. And it just it just kind of wasn't in the cards for me at the time. So I, I took about a little over four years off of the sport and um, didn't really have any intention of getting back into it. Um, I missed it, but I just didn't want that time commitment because, as everyone knows, when the paintball bug bites, like it gets you. And I knew that. Um, and uh so just as happenstance had it um my friend viper carrie rosenberry was was uh he had a game up in indiana at, at this field called sherwood forest and it was in uh i think it was in 2010 maybe and he asked uh and i was i was buying a a, a ford explorer from um from my my work at like this really good deal and i was like man i gotta fly up there and saw he had a game i was like hey are you driving to that game he said yeah so I roll up. He's like, just hang out on Friday night. Then you can grab the car and then drive home. I go up, do the Friday night thing at these scenario games. And then there's a, a, a ref loan me his paintball gear. And I played paintball all weekend. And I loved it because um, nobody recognized me when I left the sport. Most people in scenario or a tournament, like, you know, everybody kind of knows who you are and they expect mm. you to do something. And that was the first time I got back into paintball from when I was playing it in the early 2000s where I could just have fun. And just enjoy it and and um it just it just made me fall in love with it again and i got right back into it instantly um and ever since then you know i i got back into tournament pretty heavy um and um yeah that's pretty much it been on been on the tournament scene played a lot like x-ball wasn't nxl was just starting when i left the sport in like uh 05 ish and then it was like the first original nxl seasons and it really changed the game so when I came back in, I had a huge learning curve, um, but I, I wound up playing um, uh, mostly in Houston for a while. And then I, I got back, um, I found a team out of San Antonio called Grit. And this was around 2013. I started playing with Grit and, you know, man, it, it was just, uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, we did well uh, in D4 and then D3 X-Ball. And then, uh, 2017 was like the last season that I actually played, you know, uh, full time on a team. So ever since then, I've guessed it on teams or I've, I've done some things, um, you know, jumping on other teams or, or started some things like last year we played mechanical. Um, I play with like Nick Mazins with Mazins paintball, a lot of those guys. 
and some friends and we just played NXL mechanical seven man. And that's been a lot of fun. So I, I still stay involved. I just, you know, running max, it's really hard for me to dedicate time to a team. I'm very competitive. And if I can't be out there every single weekend, just, just training and training and training and being the best I can. I, I know if I go out there and I, and I screw up in a game or, or I don't do as well as I could because I didn't train as hard. I couldn't forgive myself. So I'm still able to be around the sport and play the sport and be around the people and enjoy it doing what I do. So hopefully that wasn't too lengthy. No, but, that's, um, I love it. Do you, uh, <laughs> even though you're kind of out of the playing tournaments, like consistently, do you still find time for the scenario events at all? Uh, I haven't been playing much scenario. Honestly, when I, when I pick up a paintball gun now, like I prefer to get on the tournament field. Hmm. Um, um, I might, uh, there's a game coming up in, in Oklahoma at Avid called the brand. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to slide up for that one. I've got a pretty big, busy travel schedule. So it's really tough, man. I, I told JD out at XTPL, I want to play the mech events so bad, but I time those weekends like when I can have like some time off from travel and actually give myself a weekend off instead of being at an event. And I'm like, man, I know that you, you know, this is your time to to take a weekend off. And man, you always do it the weekends that I'm taking off and you schedule it. But I, I just need to just bite the bullet one weekend and go play. Because every time I see the pictures from it or I see the guys playing it, it's, it looks like so much fun. And I love neckballs so much. Right. And I mean, that's the beauty of XCPL is that they have, it seems like they have a tournament at least once a month, if not more, there's always something going on up at fit. So I'm sure, uh, eventually, you know, you throw enough darts at the dartboard, something's going to stick. Exactly. Yeah. They do such a great job. Um, actually, yeah, I played, um, they had an XTPL. I don't, I don't remember what the event was. Um, but they had, you know, they had pro guys guesting and played with IC from, um, from diesel. And, and that was a lot of fun because I've known him a long time and, um, we'll play with the avarice guys and, you know, like it was cool kind of stepping back in there. I actually didn't anticipate playing that much. And then they kept, they kept spinning me cause I was doing pretty well that day. And honestly, I kind of surprised myself. I was like, cool. Okay. It's kind of like riding a bike, <laughs> getting out here with these guys. Cause there's some awesome players that, that play out at fit. And, um, I mean, it's, it's tough competition. So definitely. I definitely felt it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Uh, Texas is a pretty tough, pretty tough, uh, conference to, to play in. It is. It always has been though. I mean, it's, um, it's been tough since back in the day. There, there was, there's been so many great, you know, teams and athletes that have come out of here in, in the sport of paintball. And, um, it's cool to see how strong it is. Like you can go to any major city in Texas and, find professional players to scrimmage with play with and most of them are very willing to coach younger players and you don't always get that with pro teams across the country and at different fields so that's that's pretty special to texas yeah and i mean look at the last couple of teams that have come up out of semi-pro and earned their spot in the pro division you've got uh austin notorious the most recent one and one of your teams that you sponsor uh, paintball fit is currently on track to becoming the next pro team. And then even before mm -hmm. that, yeah, I know they're not Texas, but they're Texas adjacent. You've got the new Orleans hurricanes who, uh, kind of rose up through playing within Texas for so many years under the name Gulf coast hurricanes. So yep. like uh, a lot of Texas talent and like it shows you, this is the spot to be if you want to grind all the way to the top. Yep. Man, the Hurricanes look really good too this year. Oh yeah, and they they immediately like as soon as they came in, it was like, oh, this is a consistent Sunday team. Yeah, what I'm really enjoying, you know, about it's 
there's so many players that I've seen that are on Hurricanes, um, even on Diesel or, I mean, uh, all through the pro division that I've either played with or I've seen when I, I know some of these guys when they got in the sport and they were learning how to play. And five, six, seven, ten years ago, some of these guys and even further back, like a lot of them, you just you would never have thought that these guys would have gone pro. And, you know, they were good players, but to see them doing so well now is just, I don't know, man, it just, it makes me feel good to, to watch these guys and, get, and be so proud of what they've, you know, the work that they've done and, and how they've accomplished like their dream of becoming a professional paintball player. Definitely. And it makes you also like kind of excited for the other guys who are uh, making their way up right now. Cause they're seeing, Hey, they, they did it. Why not me? Yeah, Definitely. So take me back to uh, 1999. Tell us about how you first got into paintball. So um, 1999, like I said, that was kind of when I felt like I actually became a paintball player. Um, 1998, uh, actually 90, I guess it was the end of 97. Middle of 97 was the first time I actually played paintball. And that's the year I graduated high school. And uh, was that the year you were born? <laughs> uh, I was born in 96, so close okay close um and i remember i went and played uh just some little field it was terrible like when i look back on it like that's probably like the worst paintball experience you can give you could have given anyone but i I had so much fun i couldn't see out of my lens it was so scratched up i had like an old tipman carbine um wooden feet i probably i think i shot a hopper like all day long and i was out there like six hours playing against guys with old auto mags with like remote setups and these big tanks on their back and you know, they're geared up and just overshooting the crap out of us. And, um, but I loved it. I was like, man, that was so much fun. It took me a couple of years to actually get back out to a field and, and then play. Um, but once I did, um, I, I knew I didn't want to go out with a rental gun. I remember that. So I started, I don't know why I wanted to, to go. And I started shopping for paintball guns and then, um, I didn't really know anything about them. And I got a spider TL, and uh, like a CO2 canister and just a gravity feed hopper. And I remember I thought it was cool because it had this, this knurled front grip. It wasn't even an expansion chamber, but it just, it just looked cool to me. So that's what I got and then went out and played, um, played with that for a while and then, and saw these other guys with these auto cockers. And then it was right as the angel was coming out, which was like the first high level uh, electronic gun. Everything was mechanical, auto cockers, auto mags, spiders, titmans. And, uh, I fell in love with the autococker because I don't know, there was something about that back block just, just kicking. It was just like this, this super mechanical device that's out there just throwing paintballs downfield. And of course everybody was, you know, you have all these, they could shoot flatter. It does this, it's closed bolt, all these, all these things in paintball that are some true, some myths, but you know, I thought, man, that thing's an accurate paintball gun. I like the way that it, it feels when you shoot it. Like I'm getting one of those. And, um, I started shooting autocockers and I don't, I don't think I ever looked back until probably closer to the end of that first part of my paintball career when I started shooting a, a Bob Long Intimidator. And uh, that was my first electronic gun that I got. And I mean, that thing screamed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uncapped semi. Yeah, people, uh, they always ask for an uncapped semi to come back. And I'm like, does mm, really Man, people, people cry about getting shot three times now like watch some of the old like dirter videos and short buzz videos and you see what uncapped semi or even nxl full auto back in the day at, at 15 and i mean guys are just covered i don't think there was anything as overshooting back then 
Oh, definitely. Uh, so this next question is brought to us by uh, Podrunners Union. Uh, what are some things that you've noticed that have changed within the Texas scene, either for better or for worse, during uh, your stay? Um, you know, I mean, it, it has changed a lot since the early days. I think, I mean, there are good and bad things. I, I think kind of what we were talking about before the thing started, I think recently the change that I've seen that I think is very positive is I see a lot of youth getting involved in the sports. And, um, you know, I've been saying for years that like the only way to grow paintball is to bring in new blood. Well, how do you bring new players and get people interested in it? Uh, it's kids. Like that's why the NFL, that's why, you know, major league baseball and all these sports are so big is because from the time you're a kid, you pick up a ball and throw it. Well, paintballs had a problem with that because most, you know, kids can't play till they're 10 years old at most fields because of insurance reasons and safety. They're small. So now we have things like jelly ball and, uh, and, um, I know they're all different brand names, basically low impact things. So you can get these four and five and six year old kids playing paintball at an early age. And then, you know, they watch their parents play it and they can go out and do it on their own terms. And they're having just as much fun as, you know, the adults out there playing. Cause it's, it's their speed. Um, and what we're seeing now is a lot of kids graduating from that in the last couple of years um, and then into tournament paintball. And we started seeing it at the, at the NXLs. We started seeing it at the local level. There's big youth divisions like uh, Bunkerfest has it, like um, XCPL had a good youth division that was coming out. Um, I don't know if USXBL is doing one next year, but they are doing um, one for the championships. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that just, youth division wasn't really a thing except you know you go and there'd be three or four teams maybe at an at a national event but man to have youth divisions is just awesome and then what i'm also seeing now is um you know a lot of the teams uh like i don't you know paintball ladies are a team out of san antonio and and sheree and cindy and and those girls are helping you know some kids get into it and uh they're, they're the paintball ladies youngins and they're varying age from just you know getting into it i think they have um, I think their oldest is like 15. Um, she actually came in from Phoenix. I cannot remember her name. She'll kill me. But, um, you know, they're, they're coming, they're traveling. Kids are traveling to go play. And then these players are able to share their knowledge and pass it on to these kids and then kind of build that camaraderie. Well, those kids are going to grow up and they're either going to play with them, you know, as they get older or they're going to go to other teams. Um, Bricktown Young Bucks, they're out of uh, Oklahoma and they come down a lot. They're kind of spread out. Um, you know, Bricktown Bucks is a good organization out of Oklahoma. And those guys, same thing. Like they, they have this huge youth organization that's, that's forming. And there's, um, I think is, is Dallas Dolls, is that, is that one of yep. like Dallas, Dallas Dolls or? just came up as well. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that uh, Cooper Harrison's younger sister is on that team. And I think she's like nine years old or something like that. Yeah. How cool is that? It's like, that is so cool. It's definitely an exploding movement. I know even down at X factor, you do have the paintball ladies, youngins who, uh, I've got the countdown kids. Yeah. Countdown Mm -hmm. is out here. Um, the, the rapids slash reapers kind of evolved into countdown city or they, they merged. There was something in there, but there's a lot of youth players, uh, coming out all over the place. And it shows you like, that's something that's been needed. Uh, and just to, just to save your, your skin there, I've got her APPA profile pulled up by uh, the youngins lady from uh, Phoenix. Uh, her name is Kaylee Salem. Yes. Kaylee's awesome. Yeah. She was, she was super nervous. That was actually her first tournament, like, you know, but she traveled for it. 
she came in with uh, with Raina, uh, little legs out there, and um, she brought her along. So you know, like like these experienced players that are out there are are sharing their knowledge with these kids, and you can see like you know if you ha- if if you guys haven't been out there looking at these people that are that are coaching like you know all of our our peers in the paintball world they are coaching these kids and like they are into it i mean they're lighting up they're they're really excited to show these kids how to play and i you know i think the healthy way to do it is it's just like peewee league and thing i mean i'm very competitive i think winning's important but when you bring someone into a, such a high impact sport like like paintball like really teach them the fundamentals, like give them, let them get their legs under them before you start, you know, knocking them around about winning. Just let them go have fun. Remember what it was like when, when you first went out there and played and, and the adrenaline rush you had, I mean, you're, you're not putting, I, I didn't, everybody always tells me when I see these, these kids come out um, and you know, they get their, they play their first D five tournament and they'll, they'll play, you know, five or, or eight matches like round Robin and they win three of them. And they're like, Oh, we did so bad. I'm like, you did great <laughs> because I don't think I won a paintball point when I first started playing paintball for six months. Like every tournament I played, like we got, I mean, they wiped the floor with us. I was terrible, but I still had fun and I learned and I got better. And, and, um, you know, like that's, that's what these kids, they need to have fun. They need to want to come to the paintball field on the weekend. And, um, man, the, the more we can grow that, just, there's just going to be more, more talent to choose from. And that's, that's how you see paintball grow. That's how you see the industry thrive. Um, and you know, that's, uh, I'm excited about it, but that, that is one thing in Texas paintball. I think recently that has changed for the positive and, um, I'm really excited to see it. hundred percent. And I think kind of building off of that, uh, the reason that you're seeing the explosion is like, I, I know you said that kids aren't necessarily coming up with paintball guns in their hands. Like they are like having a football or a baseball to throw around in the backyard. But like at the same time, things like Nerf guns and things like that have been around for many, many years. And I think the problem was, yes, those uh, things like the toys and stuff at home were always there, but whenever they went to go make that next step into kind of dipping their toes into the sport, like they were immediately met with these 40 year old dudes with, uh, 15 balls per second on cap, just like, Hey, you know, the new target to shoot at today versus, uh, giving them an actual space for them to, uh, learn. And I can't remember who said it or what show it was on possibly like, uh, Tom Cole or, or someone on one of the other paintball podcasts out there, but they were giving the comparison where if you look at other youth sports, it's, the divisions are by age versus paintball where the divisions are by like a arbitrary skill ranking. And you've got kids going up against, you know, fully grown adults for their first experience. And that's a big deterrent. And I think finally giving the space for these kids to just play with and against other kids, their age or, or near their age is uh, like exactly that, that, uh, entry point that we've been needing. I agree with that a hundred percent. And I think, you know, thinking about it now, the next evolution for youth is we get enough teams, maybe start dividing it up, you know, by age. So they are even, even that skill gap is reduced even more. And then, you know, you have those anomalies, you might bump someone up. That's just a lot better. They happen. It happens in peewee football all the time. You'll have this 200 pound, 12 year old. <laughs> so, um, you know, those things you can adjust. So 
maybe we can get to that point where um, where there's there's those incremental you know divisions for kids. Or hear um, me out. Get it as a high school sport. Yes, we were just talking about college before we got on here, and how. Um, well, kind of before I segue into college, college play. Um, do you remember a team called Child's Play? Oh yeah, they're a kids team. Marky Franz, yeah. who plays with Austin Notorious, plays pro now. He was on that team, and they were kids that were you know twelve years old, and they were playing against grownups. They just happened to be pretty savage, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they they did really well at that age. But that's an anomaly. But um, that that was a lot of fun watching those kids, you know, play against guys, and uh, uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty neat. Um, but yeah, but yeah, what I was saying about college um, earlier is, um, you know, I really miss it. Like that's how we met when you play with the Longhorns, and and I was doing uh, the Longhorns jerseys and a lot of the college team jerseys back with NCPA, and um, there were so many friendships made and bonds that were made back then. Like I, um, I didn't play college paintball, but I still have like lifelong friends that I made from those teams, being at those events, working with those teams. And, um, you know, you, you'd said the same thing. Like you made a lot of friends through, through college. Yep. And, uh, still have them like, and guys that got their start in college that are still like in or around the game, at least every now and mm-hmm. then, if not consistently. And you've even got, a you know, a healthy amount of current pro players that got their start in college. Now imagine like how many more, if we had that more consistent, uh, entry point before then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, um, yeah, high school sports would be cool. It, it, it you know, paintball does have that obstacle because there's that stigma with a lot of people in the public of it, you know, you're shooting at each other and, and everything else that comes with that. Um, but you know, anything can be overcome with education. And mm-hmm. I think having kids that are into it and you get enough of them and enough people asking, um, who knows what can happen. I mean, I, I think it's our job um, is to push for that, you know, as ambassadors of the sport and to educate people on what it is, because it's funny, a lot of my friends outside the sport, like they don't know what I do. They don't know. They don't understand this, this side of my life. And I'm like, you don't like paintball is a, like, it's a lifestyle. Like the people that play paintball, like this is kind of what, what we do and a lot of people this is this is like a top um like a top three thing i was actually talking to john john dresser at, at uh invasion of normandy and i never really thought of it this way and he put it so perfectly um you know at invasion of normandy it's a big scenario game it has like four thousand players it's it's huge but a lot of those players just play that event they don't they don't play paintball every weekend they're not even weekend warriors like they they just play that event He's like, you know, the, the guys that are in that we're usually associate with, like paintball is like a top three thing in their life. Like that's what they do. It's it's part of their identity. And then these guys, it's not even breaking the top 50. And um, you know, to get kids at an early age to to love paintball that much, where it just kind of becomes a part of their identity. Like, like I said, that's how you grow the sport, is is getting them to love it just as much as other other players love football or you love playing baseball or any other uh, sport for sure. And just having like, as someone who is an educator, at least, you know, was teaching for the past four years, there's definitely ways that it can be done even to get around the stigma or educate through it. Uh, It's just something that, Hey, you've got another outlet for kids to feel like they have a place where they belong. Um, Mm -hmm. You've got, 
paintball itself. Uh, if for anyone who listened to the round table episode that I had uh, a couple of episodes ago, uh, JD Lucal uh, was saying that like paintball teaches so many things in life that can make you successful. Even Ryan brand was attributing to that where like so many of the original like kids that were on the original X factor were, are now like very, very successful in their businesses. So like, there's there's so many ways that we can spin it to promote it within like uh, eventually schools would be really cool but uh just to promote it among like kids and teenagers that i think that i think that we could be successful but the industry needs to have a like objective and a focus on it yeah i mean and again i think the obstacle of the industry is is the size of the amount of players a barrier that's always a barrier when when people go out for sponsorships outside of paintball, you know, they're trying to bring them in. You know, when you look at the numbers of some of these other sports, like paintballs, it's, it's kind of minuscule when you look at a lot of views and things like that, that paintball gets versus other sports. But the only way to do it, you know, is, is to just keep doing what we do. Um, and, you know, doing shows like this, like your show has been steadily growing and, and um, you're getting like just awesome guests on here. Um, you learn so much. You learn things about people that, um, maybe you thought well, they were a certain way, or maybe you learned something new from just listening to them talk. And I think that's why like podcasts are so important. So it's pretty cool that you're doing this. Yeah, appreciate that. And I'm happy to help get the word out on, uh, a bunch of cool individuals that are doing cool things in the scene. All right. So, uh, next question here is from uh, skull monkeys paintball. Uh, so as I, I want to kind of wrap up your history as a player. So, uh, as a player, do you have any, uh, standout highlight moments? Um, man, this is, this is probably going to be, I don't know, like, I, I don't know about a highlight moment, but I, I will talk about the most fun, uh, not counting. Like, like I I've had so much fun winning with guys and playing with guys and just, just going to these tournaments, traveling with guys. But one of the things that, that was a highlight for me in paintball that a lot of tournament guys will not understand any scenario guys that watch this will totally get it, especially if they're more old school is um there used to be a lot of night play at, at scenario ball have you ever done that uh i've never gotten to do a scenario uh not yet uh it's definitely on my to-do list but just haven't gotten to it yet it's very target rich so the night play stuff at the old like when it was a true like 24-hour format um one of the most exhilarating things for me about scenario and this is actually why i don't play uh scenario as much because i think i'm not getting that but i'm, I'm like a rarity is when you play at night, I mean, it's pitch black. You're playing paintball. And it's it's the only, I mean, you're like a ninja out there. And I was really good at like creeping up on someone. You didn't know I was there. And I could I could literally get up next to someone and, and touch them. And they would have no idea. Or I'd be in a bush or I'd be crawling up to a objective or a base and whole enemy troops would go by you. And you know, I think it was a lot of fun because at the time I was playing a lot of like like video games where there was a lot of, of things like uh, Arma. I don't know if you remember uh, Arma 3's out now on PC. Like Arma had this mission that was like that. And it was just like, that was probably the most adrenaline that I actually got through paintball. Even with tournament, I'd get the adrenaline and the enjoyment. But that was just this weird thing in paintball that you just don't really find anymore. And there are guys that there are these 3,000 hour night vision units like hunting people down in the woods at night. It was pretty insane. Um, for me, that was that was a highlight and an enjoyment of mine that I, I kind of miss that doesn't really exist. It's very hard to find that in the paintball world now. Um, but it's kind of off the beaten path for the tournament, for the tournament guys and the tournament scene. But 
um, if if anybody ever is like, hey, let's let's get out and go play some night ball, you should go do it if like a rec field <laughs> just for fun. It's different. I'll uh, I'll add that to my list for sure. I don't think I've I I mean I know a lot of tournament fields are doing night ball now, but that's with the you know the fancy lights hung up and like they have it at paintball fit or they have you know mm-hmm. traditional stadium lights, but never uh, pitch black. Uh, that's that's a yeah. that's one that's not been on my list yet. It's complete. Yeah, it's different. I will give you a tip if you ever go out to uh, to paintball fit. Um, there was another field. Man, I don't remember where they were at. I just saw them on Facebook. They have field, uh, lights they just put up that are very similar uh, to Fitz lights. I, I say it's it in uh, Phoenix. I think it is. Arizona, because they did one of the uh, duels at, at that field. Well, the two tips, I guess, is A, if you're in the area or you go visit, go do it. It's a lot of fun. Um, and B, make sure you wear a clear lens. <laughs> you can see a whole lot better. Yep, definitely. All right. So, uh, this next question is brought to us by Bem Raps, who's, uh, another Texas headband, uh, maker. So lots I lo- of, Texas. I love the videos like the, of them making them. Love it. <laughs> uh, so before you founded max, you were also involved with other paintball companies, such as social paintball. Uh, so what was it that got you into like the manufacturing side of the scene? Um, it just kind of happened. Um, Back in 2013, um, I was playing in the sport, but I wasn't really working in the sport, but I was doing a lot of graphic design work. Um, and I really didn't do a lot of, of apparel prior to that. I did, I owned a sign company. Um, and then I also did like this real estate sign support company down in, in Katy, Texas, had a shop down there. And, um, you know, so I had, I had graphic design background and then, and like 3d design is the best way I can put it. Like, like making designing something in two dimensions and then putting it on a three dimensional object. It's, it's very different than like designing a flyer or something like that. Um, so it's kind of a natural progression, but, um, I just got a message one day on, on Facebook from Israel, uh, with social paintball. And I, I, he saw some of my work. He said, Hey, uh, I got this logo that I need you to, to, or I need designed. And I like what you do. Uh, do you think you can do something with it? It's a, it's this line that I'm, I'm wanting to start called grit. And, uh, I was like, yeah, let me see what I could do. So, uh, I designed the grit logo. Is that Ryan? That's, That's weird. <laughs> Is he trying to join? Yeah. It looks like, uh, yeah. Ryan Grace hopping in the chat or <laughs> hopping in the call here. Hey Ryan. Uh, we're no, in I didn't middle. mean to. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, you're good. I was, just, I was just trying, I was just trying to listen. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, feel free to I'm stick sorry, around. Guys. You're all good, Ryan. Uh, yeah, so Ryan, Ryan Grace here in the in the Discord <laughs> call. Apologies. <laughs> all good. <laughs> so um, that's cool. I'm glad. That means he's here in Chicago. He must have landed, so I'll get to see him soon. Um, I'm always excited to see that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on, I totally lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were. Uh, you said Israel had contacted you to do uh, to do some logo that he had do seen logo some of your work. Design. Yes, which was the grit, the grit logo, and um, I designed it. He's like, "Yeah, that's cool. Like, I love it. Like, um, you ever do jersey designs?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've done a few jersey designs." So we just we kind of went from there, and I, I don't know, we just we hit it off right away, and all of a sudden it snowballed, and I was starting to do jersey designs and working on kind of how we were putting these things together, and then he had this uh, the original uh, grit pant like designed, and and then we went from there, and then 
it, it just it, it went fast i mean i went from not doing much in paintball except playing and, and not really working into it to a couple months later um ac dallas is wearing our stuff i like love it elite you had doug on doug bryan on a few mm-hmm. weeks back and he was like one of my first you know customers as far as like with a team and has been a huge supporter ever since and uh those first jerseys were different. We just kind of did like a, a very similar throwback design for the team this year. It was kind of, an, uh, you know, um, a nod to those. And, you know, it was, it just, all of a sudden it just, it just skyrocketed. All of a sudden we had teams everywhere, scenario teams, tournament teams. And I'm, all of a sudden I'm going to events. And at the time I also started getting into media. So I started filming a lot and I really fell in love with, with filming and, and kind of putting highlight reels together and telling stories. And, uh, yeah, it just, it was the strangest thing. It was, it was not planned. That's for sure. Um, but that's, that's just kind of how it started. Yeah, it's funny how it kind of falls into your lap like that. Just someone notices something cool that you're doing and paintballs like a small enough community that you can like, there's, there's not a whole lot of saturation there where mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're doing something cool, then there's, there's probably something that you can do with it within the paintball scene. There definitely is. Um, Tank Dangles. Those guys are a prime example. Um, I don't know them that well, but I, I really got to talk to them at, at the last Bunker Fest. And, you know, I actually asked him, I was like, how did you come up with this idea? And he's like, it was, he's like, I'm like an art student and I, I work in the art industry by trade and I, I wanted something cool and, you know, trinkets and, and uh, things like this or like people like to have like, you know, things like that. He's like, I ought to be cool to like make these like unique pieces. And I mean, it, it just blew up. Like people love those things. Definitely. You've got that. I mean, uh, I'm Jason Bonner's here in the chat. Uh, I know he, he 3d prints the, like the mini visors for the JT pro flexes and sells them. I, uh, yep. I was supposed to get some of those and bring them to Chicago, but we didn't meet up. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he also said in the chat that you filmed him winning SCPA in 2014. That's true. I've got a lot of old footage from then. Um, you know, you know what I need to do, Jason? Um, we should just set something up. Maybe we can even do it at fit. And I should just bring all my hard drives out with, with stuff. And we should just go through old footage. Cause I have like, um, all the paintball fit guys, they used to play on a team called apex predators. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I have so much great footage of them and like, like these teams have been around for a long time playing against each other, playing with each other, you know? And, like it's, it, it really is a, a big family. Um, you know, that's, that's why I love when I come to these events, it, I have people that ask me, they're like, Oh, so you, you, when you go work in a booth or you go work at an event and you, you're not playing this event, is that even fun? It's like, yeah, I'm at a paintball field. I watch high level paintball at NXLs. You know, the best players in the world are out here and I get to see my friends that I don't see every day. You know, like I get to see most of the people that are out here in the industry. I see them at events and they live in different states or we just don't have time, you know, to meet up in between. So it's really cool to be able to see them because it's like no time lost in between events when you see them. It could even be years later. And um, it's just great. It's just a good vibe to be around all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, just being in the industry, like it- I kind of have a similar story with it kind of falling into my lap. Uh, just out of, out of nowhere, shortly after I, I left teaching and I'm uh, in the process of going back to school and like all that hasn't started up yet. And then out of the blue, I get a 
call from Archie. He's like, hey, uh, we need someone uh, like they're starting to grow and expand their anodizing stuff with technique. And mm-hmm. so that's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I met Archie through doing the podcast. And then also like I've been filming and doing stuff with Ryan Brand for a little while. And through that, they, you know, I kind of built a little bit of a name and uh, connection there. And suddenly, oh, I'm, you know, project and techniques first employee. So uh, it's crazy how, like, you know, paintball, just things kind of fall into your lap like that. You know, with paintball, I, there was a few years back, I got a little burned out on the sport. Every, if you're in it long enough, everybody gets burned out on it, whether it's politics or whether it's you're just tired of being at the field every weekend. Like, I think most people go through that cycle with anything that you spend a lot of time doing and you put a lot of energy into. And um, I don't know, I, I got this weird thing. Like I looked at it like, oh, it's just it's like a kid's game or it's weird. I, I don't know. I just got this weird mindset about it for a little while there. And then I I don't know, it's something clicked to me and I realized like, man, like I've made so many friends in paintball and I've got to do so many things in paintball. And, and like visiting places and traveling to places that I just wouldn't have done if I wasn't in the industry, you know? Um, and when I, when I talk to a lot of other people and you know, you talk to people that aren't involved and they don't have hobbies and they don't have, um, they kind of have that nine to five lifestyle. Like they're fun. A lot of times it's just to go home and watch TV and barbecue on the weekends, which is fine. But for me, like, it's like, look at what we get to do. <laughs> like We get to do, like we're doing a podcast talking about paintball. And I'm sitting in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, um, it is a lot of extra time though, to be completely fair. It's, it's a lot of commitment that we have. Like it uh, is, it's almost like a second job or even more than that. Cause it's, it's passion projects and you know, with passion projects, mm-hmm. you're not exactly keeping track of your hours. Exactly. Yeah. But man, it, I just, I, I earned a lot of respect for myself for the sport and the people in the sport. And, and what the sport's done for me over the years, I mean, I'm working in the sport, I'm making a living in the sport the last, you know, since, since 2013, I've been, you know, in the industry, uh, you know, full time, I, I do other things with, with Max, you know, and other sports and things like that. But, you know, paintball is my passion. Um, it's what I've done for so long. It's what I know. I mean, that's, um, and it's, it's, it's cool to be able to do that. Um, everybody always asks me, like, you asked me about custom jerseys and getting into it. And, I had to think about like, man, what, like, why do I really, and like, I get some enjoyment from making jerseys and seeing people get them. And I didn't really put my, couldn't put my finger on it, but I think it's the best way I can describe it is like when you give someone a present and like they open it and they're, they're so happy to see it. Um, like I'm a very bad receiver of gifts, but I love giving gifts to people. And it's kind of like that because every time you get a new Jersey, like every time I get one, even if it's one that I've made myself for a team, like I'm so excited to just open the box or open the package and look at it. And especially if it's got my name on it or my team name on it, like there's just something special about getting a custom Jersey that's yours and it's just your Jersey. And, um, I don't know. It just, it makes me feel good every time, you know, someone puts it on They're They're so happy to have it and it's theirs. Um, but that's, that's like a big, like, I guess that's a why, like why I make mm-hmm. jerseys and why I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of kind of, and I'll jump around just cause you, you mentioned it. Uh, I'll jump around on that script a little bit. Uh, speaking of why, uh, this question is brought to us by why I paintball. Uh, so do you have like any advice for someone wanting to get into like the business or the manufacturing side of the industry? Ooh, <laughs> it's, it's torturous. Um, 
man, it, it's, it takes a lot of repetitions. Um, if, if you play paintball, I'm sure you get, you know, every, everybody under the sun's getting these messages from manufacturers trying to offer you cheap things that they could make and this and that. And I, I will tell you, it takes a long time to find if, if you're not manufacturing it yourself, but you work with manufacturers, like find relationships with those manufacturers. Um, whether they're in the States, whether they're overseas or anywhere, like make long-term relationships with good manufacturers and work with them, make, make sure they understand your product and can provide a consistent product. There's guys I've been working with for years. And I, I talk with these guys all the time. Like, you know, they're, I know their families, they know mine, they know like our hobbies, like we exchange pictures of food. And I guarantee you most people don't do that with, with manufacturers and other people that they work with. And I think, you know, having the patience to, to build that product out because your, your first iteration of whatever you make, unless you're either lucky or a genius, um, at, at making the products, like it's going to take you a while to get there. So don't just settle on making something going, yeah, it's good enough. Always innovate it, always work at it. And, you know, you always have to evolve because, um, you know, manufacturing, like products and paintball, whether it's a jersey, whether it's a paintball marker, whether it's a loader or or a regulator, like project like the project regs. I love those things. They look so good. Um but they don't do anything different than any other reg, right? But because it's cool and it's innovated and it looks, you know, um it looks different, like people are interested in it. Like it catches someone's eye. And it's the same with with any product that you manufacture. Just make it yours, be creative with it and have fun. But but I think the best advice I can have, like I said, is, is be patient and, and build the relationship with someone so you can actually build out a product because it's going to take you a while. It's not going to happen in just a couple of months. 100%. Uh, and for, for others, I, I would encourage you because, you know, granted, I'm not in the manufacturing side. I work for Project, but I'm, I by no means have uh, too much advice to offer there. So I, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the round table episode, which I think was episode 61 or episode 62, uh, where we had guys like Ryan brand, like uh, JC Lamone of Uno's jerky, um, like uh, JD Lucal. And he's, he's obviously got his brand Hydra that he's, he's got plenty of experience with. So go back and listen to that episode. Uh, for anybody out there who's looking for more advice there. So, yep. And he's constantly innovating. Hydra is, you know, I, I remember when they first started with the D pads and, you know, even with the jersey he does for XTPL and all these things, like he's all, he, they don't just settle. Like they're always innovating. They got the headbands out now with the Hydra snake on it. Like those things are so cool. And, um, you know, I love seeing that stuff. It's like this weird, thing that i hear in the paintball industry it's like oh that guy doesn't like that guy because they do the same thing i'm like are you kidding like most of these guys i've known for years we've either played on the same team or played against each other or worked together on other projects and those guys make me better because i'm not just going to keep making the same product constantly like i have to innovate um i'm not somebody that that always watch i don't watch what other people do like i i focus on what i'm doing because like that's, you know, that's more than a full-time job to just constantly be, be to stay on top of what I've got to do. Um, but you know, you got to do like those market checks and kind of see what pricing's at where things like that are going. And I'll see, I'll see products on the market or someone that has something like when Hormesis came out and it's just this whole different vibe. That's kind of its own thing. And 
it's cool to see that because then you kind of rest on your laurels and you get in these habits and everything's being efficient and working well. But that's that's not how you create cool things and like fun stuff that, that's going to, you know, that you're going to innovate down the road. So um, I love seeing what everybody does and I'm glad everybody does it a little bit different. Absolutely. And uh, kind of going off of that, this question is brought to us by Paintball Kumite. Uh, what does your, like that process of innovation and growth and honing your craft look like for you? Um, a, a lot of it for me is, you know, I, I kind of have an idea of what I'd like a, a product to be. So like, like the current Jersey for me is the strike paintball Jersey, which, which can, most people get it unpadded. I try to make it, you know, lightweight. Um, a lot of feedback I got from my previous Jersey, which was the fight light, which is the full mesh Jersey. They're like, yeah, I really want a solid fabric on it because it's a more vibrant image and, um, work, you know, and it works great most of the year, even in the summer, a lot of teams are running it when it was a hundred degrees and little complaint. Um, but being from Texas, <laughs> I've, I've just like mesh jerseys and, and as much mesh as I can get on something and keep it durable is, is important. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to get feedback from players and, um, Jason Bonner's actually one he gives me a lot of feedback on products constantly. And, and I appreciate that. Cause I mean, he beats the stuff up. His guys are out there every weekend training and practicing and playing tournaments and they get a lot of reps and, and max products. And, um, you know, I, I did a version and I'm calling it the airstrike because it's, it's a full mesh Jersey. And, uh, they ran those at the last bunker fest when it was 104 degrees outside. And he just was like, after the first match, he came over and was like, yep, the mesh is it. So I think for innovation, for me, it's, it's a lot of, um, I get a lot of feedback from players as, as to like, whether it's fit or look or styling. Um, and I'm, I'm not afraid to like tweak a product as the year goes on and then kind of get something as close to perfect as you can make that product. Um, my goal is to have the, the, I want somebody to put on like a max Jersey or max pants and not go, man, this is a cool Jersey except for this thing. Right. Like maybe the cuff or maybe the collar or whatever. I just want them to put it on and go, sweet, let's go play paintball. Like that's always my goal of the products is just put it on where it, it doesn't inhibit what you're doing. But like I said, it, it doesn't usually start out like that. Usually a first iteration or a couple generations of a, of a product, there's going to be some feedback from players. And, you know, I, I'm, I welcome any of that feedback, good, bad. And I realized for me, like you have to get like, probably about a thousand different of one product style out there before you start to really get a good picture and a trend of, of either um, weak points in a product or, or um, changes that might need to be made. Cause just cause one person complains about it doesn't mean it's a problem. Um, it might not warrant you changing it, but, um, but, but you just, you have to really find those trends and, and try to tweak them. So you get to the point where you just don't really get much feedback other than, man, this Jersey's cool. I love it. Thanks. <laughs> so that's, that's how I try to innovate is, is listen to the customer. Right. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it can be tough to collect all of that feedback, but, uh, I'm, I mean, with you having this being around this long and you're still in the game, you must be doing something right. And now like you've got, uh, you know, your own business, you, you took that leap, I guess, uh, leaving social paintball to go form your own thing. And like, 
kind of tell us a little bit more about that. This question is brought to us by uh, Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Um, like, tell us what does, well, first, what does MAXED stand for? Because I know I got uh, I got some flack from Jell Stewart uh, asking him what CMPT was when it was just compete. So yeah. I don't want to mess up any of these acronym names anymore. So tell us what does MAXED stand for and what, what was it that kind of brought about the move for you to branch out on your own? Um, I, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Like it's, it's really hard for me to work for other people. It just, it just kind of always has been, I think you're either built that way or you're not. Um, you know, with, with social paintball, like, um, they're ba- being based out of Florida and me being based out of Texas. I think there, there became maybe some just creative disconnects with, you know, with the cohesion of where things were going. They saw things going one way. I saw things going another way. And, um, you know, for me, it was just easier to, to kind of bring things in-house and and make it mine. And, and it really feeds my creativity. Um, you know, social is not my brand. It's its own brand and, and it's somebody else's vision. And it's important for me to be able to, like, if I think it up, I can just do it. You know, with Max, I can just wake up in the morning. All of a sudden, I can have a new product like that day just because I feel like it. You know, it's, it's really hard to do that with some with someone else's brand and stylistic direction and all kinds of things. Um, so that, that was for me, a big driving force is I just, I, like I said, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I like to, to be the person that can make those decisions. It's, it's just really important to me. And then like for my soul to be able to create these things. Um, so, um, maxed is, um, it's kind of an old school paintball term and you max the team. Um, you got a hundred points against them. Um, it was an X ball. It wasn't going down and playing a timer and, and, you know, scoring a point. And then they, you know, they get to score a point against you. Paintball was originally scored, um, on this point system. See if I can remember it. It added up to a hundred. It was like uh, five points per each other team, you know, player eliminated, which is 25 points. And then it was, uh, I think it was 25 points for the first flag pull. Yeah, yeah. No, it was points 20 for points for the first pull, black pool. Points for then it was like, your bodies alive. It, yeah, it was like two points for your bodies alive, and then the rest of the points were hanging the flag in the other uh, on the other person's gate because it was center flag push for five man. Um, ten man was different; it was captured the flag, but same kind of point structure. Um, a little more complicated. Well, if you if you're perfect, if you eliminate everybody with everybody alive, get the first flag pull, hang the flag, you max the other team. It's like, hey, how how'd your game go? Oh, I maxed those guys. So that's actually where the name came from. Um, Greg Hastings actually had a probably his everybody's favorite game of his that was out that everybody loved the the um, the breakout planner that was on it. It was like Greg Hastings tournament paintball maxed, but his was M A X apostrophe D, and uh, but but the same kind of thing. It was it was a play on that. I love it. Uh, really staying true to your roots with that name. Uh... Yeah. Wait, so uh question here from the chat from Brandon Ortega. Um, he asks, uh, do you have a close group of friends or a team that you uh, use for product testing? Or uh, if so, how important is that feedback? Um, well, I mean, we kind of talked about it. You know, Greed's one of them that I get a lot of feedback from. Uh, Austin Notorious is one. Um, I know that was in the questions. We haven't talked about them yet. Um, you know, um, also notorious guys like i know this year they've been very crucial you know like uh we were talking about first iterations of jerseys when i switched to the strike jersey um you know they were they were one of the first teams to to take it on a really run reps and archie barnes jr who plays with them they they went on practice the hurricanes for the first event and 
he wound up uh, kind of blowing a spot out uh, on his jersey. And I was like, man, like, how, how long did that take you? He goes, oh, I ran 77 points. It literally blew out on like point number 76 in front of the snake over and over and over three days straight. And I was like, okay, that's not too bad because that's probably more reps than most guys get in months of paintball. And he did it in such a short amount of time. But it did allow me to find, you know, kind of a, a tweak that I needed instantly just by being able to have a team that plays so much. Um, like I said, Greed and uh, Avarice, they play out at Fit a lot, and they're, they're close by, and I have a good re uh, relationship with them. And I've had a long relationship with, with a lot of those guys, Bonner included, and um, they get so many reps on the products, and they have so much experience with my different products that, that uh, I'm able to get some pretty quick feedback just from them putting it on. They can, they can kind of give me that. So for me, it's very important to have people that are familiar with, with my products and are able to give me um, feedback and like field testing, but, um, I have a lot of other teams that, that are kind of out there, uh, and, and individual players, um, that help me out. Matt, the gym rat, you guys know Matt, mm -hmm. the gym rat. Um, like he, he's been beating up my products all year and that guy goes hard and, you know, Matt's been, uh, Matt's been giving me a lot of product feedback as well. And, and, uh, fabrics, um, he's really into, and, and something that we've been really working on he just dropped this this line of t-shirts the the oni mass line if you go to uh maxsportswear.com you can you can check it out but um he likes a particular style of shirt um that we make because of the fabric and the fit is great for him in the gym and you know apparel is a very personal thing and everything fits a little bit different and i, I do make several different styles of, of uh, t-shirts, but having that kind of feedback to, to make it more palatable to people that don't just want to play paintball and, and the products, they want to go to the gym or they want to run uh, and do other sports in it. So, um, yeah. I, I, so yes, short answer is yes. There are teams and players that I, that I tap and that feedback is crucial. Love it. All right. Uh, this next question is brought to us by FU Athletics. Go to thefuathletics.com. Use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. Uh, so through everything that you've kind of done up to this moment, either as a player, as a business owner, manufacturer, do you have a single favorite moment in your career so far? Oh, ooh. And if you want to give kind of separated into those categories and feel free to. Um. Man, that's a tough one. I'm really bad at at trying to. I, I I'm very much like an in the moment. Like things move <laughs> fast. There's always that next thing. Um, you know, I think for me recently with with Max, what I've been really proud of um, in the last couple of years is it's gone from a brand where um, I would go to a new field or I'd go to a tournament and they're like, Max, like what's that? Um. To, to really getting out and getting across the country and into different markets and where somebody will, they, they recognize it. Um, I remember I was a cup last year and I, I ran into a guy at the Philly NXL and he say, hits what he did when he walked in at Philly and he's like, Max, like, I, I never heard of you guys. Like, you know, I like some of your stuff and you kind of had that banter and he bought like a t-shirt and he came to world cup and he walked in and he's like, Hey, I was, I was hoping you were going to be here because there was some pants that I wanted to get, but you know, I, I couldn't get them then. So you still have them. Like I'm grabbing these joggers from you. And I think that was a cool moment for me because that was someone from Philly, you know, that was out that specifically came to find the brand at world cup. And that's what I've been working so hard last year. And this year is to really bring brand recognition 
to to the NXL and to the tournament scene. And that's that's a more recent moment that's really stood out to me. Um, that I'm that I'm pretty proud of that it's that's always like my first indication of like, okay, cool, it's it's kind of working, like it's going that direction. <laughs> yeah. And I bet now that uh you've signed Austin Notorious, like that name recognition has started to really go up for you. So let's let's actually talk about you signing Notorious and uh, how that kind of came to be. So you not only did you sign Notorious, you've also uh, put your name out as uh, a sponsor of the Bunkerfest series, and you did the uh, promotion with uh, teams and getting kind of like a winning incentive there for first place teams if they wore your jerseys. Yep. So. What was it that you saw or maybe you foresaw that led you to going down this path to signing Notorious and then also being the event sponsor? And would you say, has it paid off for you so far? Yeah, uh, it's definitely paid off. Um, Notorious just, it definitely wasn't planned. I'll be honest. I didn't, I didn't expect to pick up uh, a professional level team this quick when I, you know, kind of, I, I became a silver sponsor of the NXL last year with Maxed and, um, you know, I know a lot of the guys in the NXL, like, you know, Matt Ingles and guys like that, um, done some products with, with uh, kind of behind the scenes and worked with them. And it was just kind of a natural progression. I wanted to get the brand more into tournament paintball. So doing that last year, you know, kind of, I've known Mark, Franz, and a lot of the guys that, that play on Notorious for, you know, 10 plus years. Like we have, we used to play against each other. I used to, you know, I used to shoot at these guys all the time <laughs> and they'd shoot at me and we'd, we'd play together. I've done jerseys for them. You know, I did, um, um, I did dirty for them like 10, you know, eight, nine, 10 years ago. I made, uh, back when PSP was around and, and those, those divisions and, um, or those leagues. So I had a relationship with him and then I wasn't really seeing a lot of him because they were playing a lot of NXL stuff. And then I, I just wasn't bumping into them as much when I was, it was in passing. And then last year being at the NXLs, we were definitely seeing each other more. And it was, it's, you know, it was cool to see like, you know, old friends and old faces and see how, you know, they were doing so well in semi-pro and, you know, I was rooting them on last season, but, but never thought, yeah, you know, those, the paint companies dominate the pro division, you know, that's what everybody wants is paint and, and markers and there's certain gear. No one really jumps over to a, a Jersey manufacturer or soft goods typically. So, you know, that they had some different things happen that, that's, um, you know, behind the scenes that they were working with and, and they, the organization kind of reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, we're interested in, kind of branding, you know, also notorious and like, and like building that and working, you know, we're, we're going to be learning as a pro team and we know that you're interested in, in kind of coming up and this might be a good partnership for us to develop some products that are notorious branded products and, and just kind of co-branded. And it just makes sense that you're here in Texas and, and we already have a relationship, you know, can we make it work? So, you know, we sat down and talked and figured what the best course of action was. And, and luckily we were able to make it work. And then, you know, uh, you know, Mark and I, you know, shook hands and, and signed contracts and went about it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Like it was just, it was like a seismic shift in what I was planning on doing this year. Cause I was just kind of going to do the same, you know, working with divisional teams and, and continuing to support the NXL as a silver sponsor and, um, continue to support, you know, regional leagues. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, having them, it just kind of, it kind of jump started <laughs> all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, like, like the, the, um, Max is going to be on the main stage and paintball, and everybody's going to see it and they're going to go, man, what, Max, what's that? And they'll start looking into it. And it took a couple of events, but I think more people are kind of recognizing that, you know, that, that Max is the Jersey supplier for, 
you know, Austin notorious. And then we also do Austin FSU, which is the European pro team. They just finished fourth in France, um, lost to the ton tons by one point. So they're, you know, they did a fantastic job over there as well. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just been cool. It's been a learning experience for me for sure. Um, you know, but, it, but it's, it's kind of what I need and it's been nice to be able to, to, to do it with guys that I'm familiar with that I already kind of consider family. Um, and, you know, we're able to kind of talk candidly about what each, you know, what Max needs, what the organization needs, and then adjust as, as things go on, which, um, you know, a lot of those sponsorship relationships aren't like that for teams. They're just kind of told what to do. And um, I think that was important to them to kind of try to figure out their identity as this year progresses. And they're still working on it. And um, I'm excited to see how they do this this week. But yeah, it's um, it's been cool. Um, Bunkerfest, uh, that was definitely unexpected, mainly because Chris, you know, he owns Under and Under's a competitor of Max. And you don't expect, you know, everybody kind of does their own thing, but you don't expect everyone to try to work together that are that are competitors in different fields, regardless of what it is. It's like, uh, you know, Coke and Pepsi are signing up to work together on a co-sponsorship. But when he reached, he, he actually reached out and, and said, Hey, I, I kind of, I really want to make this a Texas thing with bunker fest. And I really want, you know, be cool to have you on board with, with Texas teams and offer maybe some kind of contingency program that, that under can offer and max can offer. And would you be interested? And I'm like, well, same thing. Let me crunch some numbers. Let's kind of figure out how it works because, you know, not being a paint company, like paint companies have paint contingency programs well, because they make the paint. <laughs> As a jersey manufacturer, a team buys a set of jerseys. Um, it's really hard to buy paint for teams all year if they're winning just by selling them, you know, X amount of jerseys. Like there's, there's not that constant commodity of a paintball going out, out you know, that they're, that they're purchasing. So um, once we, you know, we were able to work it out, like it, it's, it's been a lot of fun to be involved in that because there was, there's so much hype around that series and the teams are having a lot of fun playing it. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's been very welcoming to vendors, you know, coming in, um, it, you know, it feels like an event when you go to it. So that's, uh, yeah, it's been cool. Definitely unexpected. Both of those were, were unexpected things for this year, but I'm, I'm glad that it, it happened. It's uh, cool to see that uh, Texas and and Texans in general, they're kind of uh, circling the wagons a little bit around each other. And yep. uh, they're really like, hey, Texas is the mecca of paintball. We're going to show everybody that we can be that on every front, not just like the playing side, but also like business, manufacturing, the events themselves. Like Texas can do it better than anyone else. And we're starting to see like, like kind of cross promotion with each other, like from teams to businesses to uh, fields and uh, leagues. And now we're seeing like, Hey, people are coming into Texas and coming for Texas brands because of that. Yeah. It's um, the whole thing just snowballed. Like, um, you know, with Austin notorious, it's been, it's been cool because I made a lot of friends with the divisional teams and a lot, a lot of guys like, uh, you know, Shelda photos, Dan over there. Um, you know, I met him, we do, we do work a lot of work together and he's done fantastic work coming into it. He was originally just going to play for their D five squad. And I, th I think maybe their D four squad. And then he, he grabbed a camera and started shooting down in Florida at an Excel. And he's like, I think I want to do this. Like, this is so much fun. And 
he started doing that. And, and then, uh, Amanda, who's, you know, his girlfriend, they, or fiance and they, um, she started filming. She was actually in, in Philly doing, doing some filming behind the scenes of notorious and just really got into it. And she does why I paintball and one of your sponsors and she's, and you know, I got is really, I love listening to people that are passionate about media and stories and she's really passionate about that. So that was, that was cool to see. So there's, there's all these people that I've met um, just through that, that relation for, through old relationships, basically with, with Mark Franz and, and notorious and Ryan gray and, you know, guys that were just so, um, you know, in uh, just, just, they had such a big impact on, on getting me, um, into that scenario to be able to, to work with notorious. And it's, it's just grown so much. Um, same thing with bunker fest, you know, working with con- paint contingency programs. Like, you know, I start looking out at other leagues and, Hey, how can I make this work elsewhere? Because for me, I've always, I, I try to do what I can to give back to teams that have supported that, that support max and have, have supported, um, you know, me over the years. Cause I appreciate it so much. And you know, to be able to just when they win and do something great to to buy them paints, like have their paint paid for, like that's so cool to be able to do that. And um, now that these big prizes are out there, couple it with that, like these teams really feel like like man winners, <laughs> like they're really coming out with it. Um, something that hasn't been announced yet um, is next season with USXBL. I'll have a contingency program as well. Max will have one over there. So any teams that are that are playing USXBL that are Max teams you know, are going to get rewarded over there as well. So there's, uh, there's a lot of max going around and I'm hoping that, that we can expand it beyond Texas. And that as I continue to kind of try to grow with the support of everyone and um, just a lot of hard work, a lot of travel and, and innovation and, and um, that we can grow to the point where we can, we can really turn it into something where, where I can um, set up programs like that for teams that, whether they're winning or, or whatever it is, where there's, there's some kind of a, like a, a payback program, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's kind of new. I, I don't know about new ground, but, uh, it feels like, uh, like something like definitely for the player and, uh, the, these players and teams out there, they're, uh, they're appreciative of it. I'm sure. I I know like Jason Bonner is, he's in the chat saying he's, he's, uh, cashed in 30 cases off of that so far so notorious has banked off pretty big because all their divisional teams are sponsored um but you know they you know teams that that have been like you know with under over at uh bunker fest like same thing with them like i'm I'm sure i don't know how many of those teams have cashed in but um you know that like the stuff doesn't have to be done but i'm glad i really feel like there's been a shift lately with um I don't know. It's like, like players do really want prizes. I know that we don't just play paintball for prizes because most, you know, it's a hobby, but if we can figure out how to get players more and it makes business sense, um, then we should do it, you know? And, and, um, it's, it's, it's really tough, like racking your head, especially as a small business to try to find those, those spots where you can try to kind of give back to players that, that support what you've been doing and working so hard for. Yeah, it's been an interesting new wave. I think ever since Rangel brought back the Bunkerfest series in twenty one and right out the gate was giving, you know, five grand for first place in division three, four grand in division four, like numbers that you haven't really seen anywhere. Like even including the NXL, you don't see those numbers outside of the pro division or semi pro division. 
Uh, and since then it's definitely been, uh, you know, other, uh, leagues out there have like noticed it and, uh, kind of done that as well. I, I guess, well, I, I should take that back a little bit cause I know that WC has offered those yeah. big numbers for a while. And then yeah, I was going to uh, say that. Yeah. WC's had that for a bit and then Bunkerfest did it. And now like other leagues within Texas are, uh, copying that as well or not copying, I shouldn't say, but, um, inspired by yeah inspired by that's that's a better word for sure uh so kind of speaking of the the passion for media uh you part of your sponsorship with notorious is uh publishing or uh producing that two-part documentary series that uh was posted a couple of months ago uh so like what was it that um brought about i guess the idea for doing this um as soon as I knew I was going to be in, it's, it's funny. It's actually not part of the sponsorship deal. It's just something that I want, wanted to do for them. Um, Will from 40 dot media and, uh, had filmed the first two and, and did some, you know, fabulous editing and putting it together. It's a lot of work doing a documentary and he had never done documentary work before. And he learned real fast, like, man, this is, it's crazy. You know, like, like putting this together, um, guys that have never worked in the media or, or, or doing video, like, man, I respect the media guys so much. A lot of, if you, if you come by the max booth, you'll look in the back and you'll see a lot of media guys hanging out. I let them, you know, stash their, their gear in secure places and things like that. Um, because I know how expensive the gear is and how much work they put into it. So I, I didn't have that, you know, when, when I was playing before a lot, um, they, they just, there wasn't photographers and videographers around. So I thought this is notorious first year. Like I want to do something for these guys and at least have something they can look back on and be like, man, this is my, my first year. These are memories that I had. So that was really the drive to kind of, to kind of put that together, um, for them. Um, another one's about to drop, uh, from Philly this week. And, um, and then we're also doing another one for, uh, this weekend here in Chicago and then also, uh, for world cup. So it's going to continue and there's going to be more content added. Um, but that was really the drive was just to highlight, you know, these guys. And, you know, for me, man, I, like, like Marky, I've known Marky since he was like 10 or 11 years old. And I've known Mark for that long. And then Ty Bateman and, and guys like that, that, um, man, they, they were like D five players with a dream and, you know, they're living that dream, you know, Michael Anthony who plays with them. Um, you know, man, it's, it's great. Like Sherman, Jared Sherman, who plays them, like, like I remember when these guys started playing paintball and like they're, they're talented and they're some of the best in the world now. And, you know, they were just kind of, you know, homegrown right there in Texas at these fields that we play at every single weekend. So, um, to be able to do something for those guys was just my way of, of trying to show them like, Hey, like I really appreciate you guys. And I want to, I want to do something a little extra to highlight the team and, and to introduce notorious to people that, that don't know who you guys are being a new pro team on the, on the scene. And I think that is how media should be done within paintball. Like these are professional level teams and you like, there's very few teams out there that have any media period, like even just like a consistently posting like Instagram or Facebook page. There's out of what, 20 teams. And it's crazy how few of them are doing media what like putting any time at all, let alone doing it with the amount of attention that it deserves. 
Uh, and yep. I could probably count on, you know, two hands. Like I, I would, I would be willing to bet that it's less than half of the pro division that's doing media the correct way. And then there's some, um, and, and, you know, me, like media takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of effort. And then, you know, I, I struggle with it. I've kind of fallen off the media bandwagon here lately since, the summertime just turned into a grind and, and a bunch of different ways with, with projects that I was working on and couldn't really focus on the media stuff, but you have to, cause consistency is, is key online, right? Like on, on YouTube or Facebook, like you just, you constantly have to have this content because there's guys I follow on YouTube that, you know, paintball or even non paintball that I, I kind of look forward to that content. Like I, they have a schedule, you know, and you, you're look you're looking for that. And, you know, I, um, I need to do a better job doing that with maxed and um, you know, I'm working, I've, I've got some things in place to, to kind of start working on that, but that's why, you know, I've partnered with guys like, like uh, Matt Davies, Matt, the gym rat. Cause when you talk about putting content, like that guy's a content monster. And if you go look like he's, you know, he's wearing max products. So it's, it's good marketing. Um, but like, I really appreciate what he does. Cause um, it's been insane. Like when I first met him, I actually met him from my friend Chris Beasley, who used to play with Air Force Academy, and I made their jerseys. He moved to Texas to train as a pilot and played with me on Grit for a couple seasons. And um, we just, you know, we're still really good friends. And he introduced me to Matt at Philly last year, and I didn't know who Matt was. I wasn't on TikTok. I didn't know that this guy had 1.2 million followers on TikTok. And I was standing there talking to him, and I got these 10 year old kids walking up going, it's Matt the gym rat. Oh, hey, it's it's Matt the gym rat. And they're getting autographs from him. He's giving stickers out and he's shaking everyone's hands. And he's he's a celebrity to these kids that are coming in the sport. And we need guys like him um, that are that, that people find on YouTube or they find on TikTok. And it gets them interested in the sport of paintball. Um, so, you know, hopefully some of the stuff that we do this year with Notorious will We'll do that. But most importantly, I just want when people watch it to go, okay, I didn't know that about those guys. That's cool. You know, like, like I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I watched it and learned something a little different um, that I wouldn't have thought about that crew. Absolutely. And I love how you put it. Like you were partnering with this other social media monster out there. Like there's so many people out there that uh, like they're available for hire and even just like, having a, even just a small budget of, Hey, we're going to find someone like, even if you go on websites like Fiverr and you give them like footage and you just say, Hey, make a video X length and do these things. Mm -hmm. Like it's not too difficult or even doing something like going a, like a step even less involved than that. Like if you get camera people, which there are, there's so many different people with cameras at practices nowadays, especially in Texas. Like if you get verbal, uh, Shelda, uh, get that shot. Um, AFG filming that those are four like really big media members just within Texas alone. Uh, and if there's now like, I, I don't know how recently it was, but it seems like it was at least within the last like six months, uh, even on Instagram, you can, whenever you make posts, you can add someone as a collaborator, which makes it look like as if it was posted yes. from their account. And if you just, even if you were to just do that with like one post a week or, you know, whatever schedule that you set and you just say, Hey, verbal, uh, we're going to let, you know, come film diesel out of practice, for example. And you set AC diesel PB underscore as their collaborator. Suddenly you're getting audience, like 
audiences from both you accounts. Double in your audience, yeah. And now suddenly you're you are actually making posts, and mm-hmm. uh, it's as simple as that. Where te- some of these teams that really don't have an online presence, like it's not very difficult, and I think they just think, oh, we have to do it ourselves, or maybe our budget's like really really tiny, and we're all you know doing what we can just to play paintball as it is, but like for professional level teams or even like the NXL itself, like just get some partnerships out there with some of these camera people that are already, the content's already there. All they have to do is like type your name in when they're posting it and mm-hmm. bam, you're like significantly increasing the amount of outreach that you have. Well, I know everybody's on a budget, um, but and don't be afraid to, to hire camera guys like you think it's expensive like oh they're going to charge me $200 $300 whatever someone's prices you don't know how much money they've spent on their everything like their camera equipment the guys that are quality they spend thousands of dollars on that equipment and it gets wrecked it isn't covered under warranty I learned that the hard way with Canon (laughs) there's paint in every crevice so they're, they're not just spending money they're also spending time it takes a lot of time to edit photos properly it takes a lot of time to edit videos and put them together. Just a 30 second clip, it might take them 30 minutes. And um, to find the right thing, to clip it right, to find the right music, like there's, it, it sounds simple to do it, but I mean, these guys will spend several days editing highlight videos, sometimes longer, um, just to get it right. And, um, you know, if, if you can work it into your budget, you know, talk talk to different, different, everybody charges something different, but whether you're a company or a team, like I highly advise, um, you know, hire these guys if you can afford it. Figure out, like, collect 25 bucks from each guy on the team and hire a photographer. Um, I guarantee you when you look back on these photos, um, when you have them, you know, you're going to really be glad that it wasn't someone standing there with a cell phone snapping pictures. You're, you're going to be glad it was, like, a, someone with some professional camera equipment that you get all the detail and it feels like you're there watching the action. Definitely. So and even, like, mm-hmm. just paying the camera person, like, you know, the $300 that they might charge – and let's say they get you a uh, back a folder with like somewhere between a hundred and a hundred and fifty photos from the event. Like if you post one time, or let's say like you post like three times a week, do you know how many months of content that is for you to yep. post for just like one three hundred dollar charge? Like that seems well worth it to me for some of these paintball brands that are needing to like increase their popularity online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, what kind of kept me afloat was, like I said, it's kind of bandwidth issues and a lot of projects going on where I I know I personally shifted focus away from social media. But I had guys like Shelda and and Notorious and and other photographer Carlos, you know, with Get Dad and guys that um, uh, Enrique was another one, you know, guys that were kind enough to add me uh, Max as a collaborator. And um, it's cool, though, because you kind of wind up blending these two different audiences like they find people that are kind of following your page and then you know, your people find them and then you just kind of build that, that, um, that community. Yeah. hundred percent. And, uh, so yeah, let me look at the chat here real quick. Just a lot of people, uh, giving love and giving some, uh, nostalgia stories in here. Like, uh, let's see, uh, Dan Shelley was in here. He says, uh, Charles, one of the unsung paintball heroes of Texas. He does so much for Texas paintball. Absolutely. Um, Let's see who else is in here. Nelson is in Appreciate here. Appreciate that, Dan. Nelson, Nelson Perez? Yep, looks like it. And uh, How's it going, Nelson? Bobby Kramer is in here. Says, I need a shirt that says nostalgia is undefeated. 
<laughs> You'll have to text that to me. Yep. And then uh looks like uh Cliff Shivers is in here, says Charles Dean, mean on the scene. Um Pro Edge, man. Big boys too. Y'all look pretty mean with your jerseys this year. Absolutely. And David, David, yeah, they sent me this uh, soccer inspired design from the Dynamo, and I honestly didn't know how it would look. Um, I usually don't like mimic jerseys that much, but you know, did theirs, and um, I, man, they they look they look dirty when they come out. Like they look they look hot. Like I love the way they look this year. Hundred percent. Uh, let's see. And then Jason Bonner says, "Maxed factory NXL Europe 2024. Let's travel." <laughs> Yeah, Jason wants to get out there to Europe. He got the European paintball bug. I love it. Uh, yeah, I saw him uh, getting it done over in Semi Pro with who is it? The Droogs. Yeah, I love super it. cool logo by the way. All right, so uh, we're getting towards the end of our show. So anybody uh, who's here uh, in the chat, go get your questions in the chat before we get to the end, and we'll answer a couple of them. Victoria Dean's in the chat. Says, "Go, Dad." Yep, that's my daughter. Hi, honey. Thanks for watching. All right. Uh, so this next question is brought to us by Hydra. So we are about to enter the NXL Windy City Major. What can we expect from Max this weekend? Um, well, I've got a, a Chicago adventure. It's pretty cool. So definitely expect that. Uh, swing by the booth and, and come grab it. Um, also got some shorts. Everyone's been asking for shorts. So swing by and grab that. Um, and uh, as far as online, um, you know, look out in, in shorts and stories. Um, most NXL events, like I'm out there trying to trying to get the teams. Uh, a lot of it focuses around Notorious and Sarah the Pro Squad. You know, Carolina Clutch will be out here playing with their squads. They've got some pretty sick jerseys, so I'll be posting those up. Check out the the stuff. They Carolina Clutch is cool, man. Like uh, uh, Ryan, their team owner. Um, they like they they do new jerseys for every event, and it's very specific to that event. So it's going to be something inspired. Uh, by Chicago on, on both their lines. Uh, you may have Matt the gym rat plays with those guys as well, and you yeah. may have seen in Philly they had those orange Flyers inspired jerseys, mm, but everything yeah. becomes Carolina branded and, and with the C's on them. I know they're not a Texas team, but well, we actually but they're definitely uh, my boys. We actually got to play them in Texas, and we knocked them out in the in the wild card round. Uh, so yeah, with Titans. Yep. Yeah. Well, you guys are a solid team. So it doesn't surprise me, but yeah, but, but the clutch guys with their jerseys has been, it's been fun. I know the flyer jersey was, um, that orange was like, was awesome. So, so this weekend, definitely look out for that stuff on, on social media. Um, Instagram is mostly where it gets posted. So, uh, at maxed paintball. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm a personally a big fan of the hockey themed jerseys. I mean, my favorite longhorn jersey was that hockey style jersey that you designed, um, and I know there was a team, I think it was the Padres in NXL, Texas. They had like a Dallas Stars themed uh, jersey. I don't know. Were, were you the I one that designed that? that? No, Weapons did that one. They did an awesome job on it. Um, very rare that I'm jealous of other teams, of the people's jerseys that come up. I was jealous of that one because everybody was asking for stars. And honestly, well, nobody actually commissioned me to do one, but I was, I just couldn't think of like, way to make it really happen but something about that green i remember i looked over and saw those guys i was like damn that looks really good like todd and the boys did an awesome job <laughs> i i was actually so like jealous of that jersey i offered to buy it off of someone like right then and there and they were like it looks good yeah they they had just like lost in ochos or whatever and they're like look we appreciate it just message us and i'm i'm sad to say that they never messaged me back on instagram maybe i'll give it another oh, no. shot but uh those yeah. jerseys were definitely the sickest ones at the event 
I was thinking of, of inspired jerseys. Um, I think it might be a letter Kenny inspired Jersey, but, uh, no soul studios. David had me do one of his, so he'll have to, he'll have to post a picture of that and, and tag in the pits and, and show it off for anybody to check out. Ooh. That one was fun. There we go. All right. So, uh, this, uh, this question is one that I ask everybody that comes on the show and it's so that I can get to know kind of more, uh, lesser known names or up and comers or, you know, someone that we need to give more attention to. So this question is brought to us by get that shot message him on Facebook or Instagram. If you're needing media coverage at NXL this weekend. So Definitely. is there anybody in Texas, either teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately? Who do you think in Texas deserves more recognition for what they're doing? Ooh, that's a good one because there's so much going on. You mentioned Uno's Jerky earlier. That's definitely one. I don't know if I'd consider them a, a paintball brand, but they're de- you know they make beef jerky. Uh, he's, uh, I would. Awesome. I mean, the the flavors are named after paintball teams in Texas, so you got to <laughs> consider true. it. Yeah, it's um that they've been the new hotness, so that's definitely one to watch out for. Um, um, I think. You know, as far as up and comer, I, I talked about Amanda earlier with Wyatt Paintball, and you know, she's a sponsor. I actually didn't know that they were a sponsor until I, I'd seen that in, yep, uh, just, earlier. You just joined, uh, I think, two weeks ago now. Yeah. So if you, you know, go look up Wyatt Paintball. And again, you know, I was talking to her in Philly, and she was, she was really about stories. And, you know, I, I've heard, um, I've heard Maddie talk about that on, you know, Go Sports, previous to Go Sports. And he'd always talk about like, like paintball needs stories just like you know that's why these reality tv shows and sports stars like we have these stories and that's kind of what she's getting at with that is is um everyone from doesn't matter if it's a a mom and a dad or a scenario player or a d5 player or or ollie lang um it's um you know it's what why do you play paintball like like it's it's such a not it's just it's a simple concept but it means so much to to each person and it's so different and and i love looking at the answers that i can tell are very personal almost like spiritual for that person and then i look at the ones and i know the player and i'm like they're such a smart ass but that was pretty good (laughs) but it runs the gamut on there um but it it um it's pretty cool like I, i don't Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know of anyone that's ever done something quite like that in paintball where they just focused on something so simple that means so much. So that's that's definitely something I would look out for and check out is why a paintball. Yeah, absolutely. Go check out why a paintball. Um, go check out Uno's Jerky, of course. Uh, I don't know if uh, JC actually made it up to Chicago for this one. Uh, I know he was saying he wanted to get a booth at the NXL event. Um I don't know if that actually ended up happening, but I know he I don't has think booths. So. He has booths at Bunkerfest. He has booths at USXBL. And I want to say he's going to have a booth at the WC championships as well. Uh, when I talked to him, I think that that was his plan. I think the trick was getting out to Cali, you know? Um, I don't Can you order his stuff online? I think so. Last time I talked to him, he said he was thinking of doing a plan where you have like a monthly subscription type deal. And I think for jerky, that's like a, that's perfect. So yeah, go, go check them out. Uh, obviously got to recommend the Texas Titan flavor. Uh, definitely the best flavor. I uh, may not be. Maybe, I can, maybe I'll have to talk to him about doing a maxed flavor. I have to figure out what it is though. There we it's go. Kind of hot habanero. Habanero to the max. Maybe. Huh? That would be cool. Huh? Yeah, I know uh, the newest flavor, Texas Demolition, was his hot one, uh, and maybe maybe we can go even hotter because I I I thought that flavor, even though it's a little bit more spicy, it's definitely uh, it could go more. 
Well, you're also from Texas. Yeah, very true. <laughs> well, actually, actually, I'm not from Texas. I was born in New York. Really? Yep. Yeah, they like spicy food in New York too. So, mm. yeah, a little bit. All right. So, last question in the chat here uh, from Tishon Crenshaw. He says, uh, "Tell them about the uh, the mini docu docu series coming." Yeah, so uh, so we kind of touched on it earlier with Austin Notorious. Um, so Tayshawn will be up here uh, doing kind of the nitty gritty interviews and 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 the, the pit work. Uh, Tayshawn actually played with Notorious for a while years back. Um, we played some tournaments together, and uh, he's also done some stuff with with like AC Dallas and and some of those guys. He's been around the Texas scene and the Colorado scene and, and around paintball, but um, he works at X Factor. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but he's a videographer. Like he just got back from a bear hunt, <laughs> Washington state filming that. Um, so I'm excited to be working with him. So look out for that edit when it comes out. Um, uh, probably right before cup is when that one will drop. All right. Be on the lookout for that y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, this final question is brought to us by compete message him on Facebook or Instagram mentioned in the pits for 10% off of your order of soft goods. So Charles, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Um, man, there's just too many people that I'd, I'd like to thank, but you know, any, anybody that's out there that's ever supported me over the years, um, teams, fields, um, all across Texas, you know, I, I know there's so many people that I didn't get to mention. It's, you know, been focusing a lot on now. Um, but like, you know, I appreciate you guys. Um, I appreciate the support. It goes a long way. Um, doing custom apparel is, um, I'm sure a lot of you guys can guess is very, uh, taxing on energy and creativity and efficiency behind the scenes and keeping things moving. Um, so, you know, feel free to reach out if, if, um, if I don't get back to you fast enough, just shoot me a couple more messages. I'm really good at email. So, um, I haven't been able to check a lot of Facebook stuff lately. So, um, you know, Christian knows that like he'll send me a message. I think he was trying to get me on the podcast and I won't see it for a while. Um, so if you need to get a hold of me, the best way is, is, uh, Charles at max sportswear.com. Um, you know, or, you know, give us a follow online. Um, and like I said, um, you know, I, I pay attention to a lot of the things and comments and things that happen on, on social media, but um, I just, man, I, I can't say uh, how much I appreciate the support over the years and the love that I've gotten from players and, and support in the industry. And, um, you know, I look forward to uh, to growing the brand and, and um, you know, hopefully giving back to players uh, even more uh, next season. So, yeah, I think that mostly sums it up. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Stay tuned for uh, what is coming next from Max. So I think that does it for our show. Uh, thank you everybody so much for tuning in. Be sure to go follow Maxed at Maxed Paintball on Instagram. Uh, what other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Quick shout out to my partner and sponsor to your subscribers on Patreon, FU Athletics, Get That Shot, Paintball Kumite, Compete, Bem Raps, Skull Monkeys Paintball, Hydra, XCPL Events, YI Paintball, Mariachi Aguilas de Oro, and Pod Runners Union. We will see you all next week for episode 66, where we're going to be joined by Meteor Ninos of San Antonio X Factory. He's going to give us his story as well as uh, post NXL Chicago breakdown, hopefully with a gold medal added to his trophy case. So we will see you all then. Charles, thank you so much for your time. 
Thank you. Appreciate it.